The Church Sound Podcast is brought to you by Invisible Media Training. If you want to empower your tech staff, we have courses that teach churches the technical tools for ministry. Hit them at InvisibleMediaTraining.com. It's time to empower and grow. Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. Part of the Repurpose Network. Where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson. And what we do, we talk to real people, pastors, leaders, engineers, tech people, manufacturers, worship leaders, all about church, technology, and provide solutions for a successful Sunday morning service. You ready? It's time to take a ride. Let's go. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your humble host, Mr. Prentice Thompson. Welcome to episode number 110. Do you believe this mess? 110 episodes? This, 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 this is absolutely ridiculous. We got a great show in, in store for you today. I have a very special guest co-host today. He's my brother. We've known each other over 15 years. We've been in the trenches together. We've been, we, we've been, we've been not only in the trenches, we've been in the trenches, next to the trenches, around the trenches, next to the trenches, the trenches that call themselves trenches. We've been in them trenches together doing church business. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages, please welcome my brother, Joshua Hay. You know, I'm so ready to be here. So <laughs> ready to be here. Too much we can talk about. We, we might as well get to it because we can go all night on this one. We can go all night, all day, a few afternoons. Um, we can string them all together. We can do lunch, dinner, breakfast, and brunch, <laughs> and midnight snack on this right here. Today's topic is 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 is, is, is kind of apropos in the sense that we've kind of been in this world for a minute. Um, the topic is AV consulting one on one. Now, don't get your panties in a bunch. Consulting is a very um, <laughs> loose term <laughs> because there's eclectic. no because there's no school eclectic term eclectic because there's no school for consulting. There's no, there's no, there's no degree for consulting. Consulting uh, is about same, not for consulting the same. Yes. So, before we get into the topic, before we get into the topic, we do this thing called Sunday School. Now, Sunday School is a funny story that we tell in church amongst each other. And today, I am okay. Class is time. The man time on the mic. Oh, Come on. I am the man on the mic. Now, this story involves my brother. This involves my brother in, in, in a very delicate way. This is back with the um. This is back with the Cheshire Hampton. <laughs> oh my gosh! So many stories. So many stories, but this one really, really sticks out. I don't know if you I don't know if, I don't know if you remember this, but um it's one of those mornings where it was um praise team um before the choir and it was this particular gentleman right. who's no longer with us, God bless his soul, he's no longer with us. Um but he had a very aggressive voice. 
he had a very <laughs> aggressive voice. And me being the jokester that I am, I decided to take everybody out of your wedge. Right, <laughs> oh my gosh. I decided to take everybody out of your wedge and turn him up so loud. In, in my mid- Right. In my Oh, hot. You was, oh, I, 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 it was just. You him. really did this. He is not making this up. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I remember a long time with yesterday. Because keep in mind now, what he didn't need to, to, to lay down the details is like, we're not just talking about praise team. You gotta keep in mind, I'm on the key, right? So it's not just singers. It's singers. I'm playing keys. I got a bass player, right? So I'm the MD, not just dealing with praise teams. So we're dealing with instruments and singers. And he turns everybody down and turns this cat up on blast. Yeah. You know the thing I remember? Definitely a Sunday morning welcome. The thing I remember is you turning to me. And all I can see is the tears running down your I'm like, nah, we try like, to, we try like, to, we try to, to do work a little more. Yeah, so he was like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> and I can see what you. What's going on? I can God. see you try to, you, you're playing, trying to hold it together. The bass play, no one knows what's going on, just <laughs> you. No one knows what's going on. Nah, they, and they think something's wrong with me. Like, I go to bathroom. Oh my gosh. Something. I thought you were gonna die. I was me, me, and our good friend Donald. Donald, Donald didn't know till I told him. I was like, "Yo, I got, I got, I just got him in the mind." And he was like, "No, you don't." Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh my gotcha. God. Yo, you crazy. Other thing, the other thing that is, is not just an aggressive voice. He's just being nice. The, the voice <laughs> must aggress. Those who are, are music people and non music people, you, you, you watch American Idol. Y'all watch American Sunday. Y'all, some of y'all watch Sunday. Some of y'all watch. Watch American Idol. What's the number one comment? Pitchy. It's either flat oh, or God. She was both this dude was pitchy time. times. It wasn't just an aggressive report. This stuff was the wrong stuff <laughs> coming out. It's all, all it's a joke. They let this dude up here. It's one of them. Oh man. I mean the look on your face. Terrible. The look on your face. <laughs> oh my gosh. That had to be one of the funniest things. Other other than other than when the choir was singing that time, I left the track on in the monitor. <laughs> oh gosh. So you we kept, see who's the jokester of the crew here. You kept turning around going, cut it, cut it. Cut it off. Cut it off. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Captain Dog of all ages. Sunday school. <laughs> Jokes from the church. So, ridiculous. Let, let me ask you a question. So, how did you get into this line of business? Like, how did this this consulting with churches thing happen for you? Um, it's interesting because I think all business is really based on relationships 
Right. It doesn't matter what bit you're getting into. It's based on relationships. And so for me, I was extremely visible. Um, it's ironic. He talks about this, uh, this funny little story, but that speaks because we had pretty, pretty decent sized audience of people who knew me uh, in a way where I was actively playing uh, MD, music director, MD, um, minister music, choir director, um, shows, concerts, um, you know, so just the visibility. I was very visible in front of a lot of people in the area of church music. And as you know, well, as the show is really about, we all know that media uh, is something that uh, people who are making decisions don't always uh, look look for first. They look for the music people to be the experts when we tell them they are. Um, but, you know, that's reality, right? That's right. the reality. Right. So right. for me, people, they trusted, my, um, they trusted my expertise in my area. I just happen to be someone who has uh, experience in both areas, music and, and media. So, so that's how I got started. Religious. People started to ask me more and more, can you do this for me outside? That for me, I'm doing a party, I'm doing a graduation, doing a wedding. So um, the visibility of me um, doing those outside events and people seeing me outside of church doing those events began to multiply. But that's really where it started from just visibility and relationships. So let's talk about how important relationships are. Um, in your world, in yeah. world period, because um, in in, yeah. in 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 any world, in any business, or any anything, relationships are ninety percent of everything. You know, you you can't get mm-hmm. anything um, done in a vacuum. You know, by yourself. The tentacles of word of mouth. Like, when did you notice that becoming more prevalent? When I started to see, and I don't want to make this sound too cliches, but when I when I started to see real money um, from conversations, like you know, I'm sitting somewhere eating lunch with someone that I know well, and we're, we're talking about something that they did, like some something negative, something mm-hmm. that went wrong someone they hired, someone they trusted that didn't do what they needed to do right. So you, for me, I'm on the blunt end because people, people who have, have told me that traditionally I'm easy to talk. I'm a good listener, right? Most musicians are good listeners because we just love to use our ears all the time. What they do with it varies, but that's another show. Um, but as <laughs> I was listening to a lot of the challenges, you know what I mean? Listening to the challenges and um, saying, well, well, how did you get there? Well, what went wrong? And what didn't they do? Would you like, you know, so asking the right questions? I said, well, it sounds like you know a lot about this, you know, kind of leading that conversation from a problem to a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, solutions usually turn to opportunities. And so I think that's how the, the difference between relate people who have great relationships, but don't turn them into business relationships, don't understand how to turn on the solution conversation. They only keep it in in the social conversation. Does right. that make sense the way that I'm saying it? Yeah, because and, 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 and to tell the truth, that's how we met, because you, that's how, yeah, we met. That is how we met. That's how it we is. met. It is that's exactly yeah. how we met because I was engineering at, at a church and 
not being paid adequately. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Man, not nice, even nicest oh, way yeah. to put it. And um, oh my, God. and then and then and then we can't even go with a Sunday story with that because the Sunday story on that it ain't even funny, man. It's just it's ridiculous. not. It's 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 not. It's not. It's 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 really not. It's not. And I remember yeah. meeting you, and you said to me, "You said you want to stay here." And I, it yeah. it kind of it it kind of like took me aback because I wasn't because I had been in Virginia for about about maybe maybe a year, maybe a year and a half, and. No one talked to me like yeah, a New Yorker. Really you were the only one who talked to me like an other than my brother. Who talked <laughs> to me like a New Yorker. Because what I mean by that is this. But he's a New Yorker. Right. Yeah. right. But you were the only one outside of him that was super direct with me. Or, t- yeah. or, or direct, period. So yeah, yeah. in the sense of, yeah. okay, you said, so you want to stay here? He said, and then you were like, what if, if I could, if I could, Present an opportunity for you. Would you take it? And I said, mm-hmm. "Yeah." And you were like, "I'll be back." And that was kind of it. Yep. Our, our next conversation was this church, is which is interesting. Engin- yeah. Yeah, it was real. And, and and the money was not funny. Right. Right. And I was like, you "The was money like, was not funny. The would, money was right." He said, like, "Would you leave?" I was like, "Yes." He said, like, "Okay." I'll be back. Let, let's 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 unpack this just a little bit because I think it is related to the subject at hand, consultation. All right. So I'm not going to go too far because I'm sure you have points you want to go down the line, but I'm going to just kind of connect it because consultation really is about listening, right? And then once you listen, you find the problems, right? You're assessing. That's the first step to assess what the needs are of the client. Right. Right. And so in your case, you weren't a client, but the point is the same steps were taken. I was assessing. I wasn't trying to. I mean, we were just having a conversation, but I'm assessing a problem like, okay, but let's look at the other end because good consultation is two ways. Right. I'm not benefiting me and you, but benefiting you and another client I have. So in my case, I was a leader at a church. I was solving their problem and your problem. Right. Good consultation helps both two parties win. Mm. Right. And so really it was a win for me by solving their problem because they have problems that you could solve. You had problems that they could solve there. They had which were money. You had the resources, which were skills and experience and all the gap between the two. And so I'm like, hmm. If I just put the two together, it doesn't always work, you know, because sometimes people, you might have a good relationship, but then you try to connect with your relationship with another. And it's just a, a divorce, a mess, right. a fight. Right. But in my, in that case, I'm like, maybe I'll try. That's why I said, I'll try. It might work out. It's, the reason I said that is because like it, it, it's directly connected to consultation, even though like that wasn't nature. Like I wasn't like trying to be your agent. or something. It was like I spoke to them. They had someone who a friend of mine had what I would call a serious problem. Cause when you're dealing with someone's job and their livelihood, mm-hmm. stuff like that, I'm like, okay, this, this isn't like a joking matter. Uh, there's something that gotta be, you know what I mean? Something has to change. Right. So that's why you, you see why I'm connecting those two. Cause it's like, we, we, we definitely met that way. And, and the other thing that's, that I think is most important about that is the takeaway from me. 
Because what that for you is it taught you a little bit about how to do business and me being a person of my word, which is most important to building relationships. And fast forward, the, you know, over 10 years of business we've done mm-hmm. began with me taking a step to help you first, even mm-hmm. though that wasn't the thought process for me. I was just doing it. Mm-hmm. But it made a statement about, okay, this is what this cast about. He's not talking hot air. He can actually make some stuff happen. And there's a lot that you may happen for me over the years. But when someone someone takes that first step, it lets that other party know that, um, okay, this is someone that I can trust, at least in this era of work. Right, right. And I think that you you, kind of hit the nail on the head. It's like you, you you were covering both both parties. With the need. Yeah. Yeah. Both parties had a need. You said, oh, I can put him with him and then they could, we'll see how it works. And ironically, it worked, it worked great because <laughs> um, even when I go visit that church, they still, they still ask me to come back <laughs> to this day. Yeah. I mean, because of the, the, the spirit of excellence about it, which is another thing that's connected, you know, doing it. People remember how you how you work, whether good, or bad, great or small, lazy or hardworking. Yeah. Your name shows up. Your name shows up before you do. Your name always shows up <laughs> before does. you do. So I would behoove you to make sure that 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 you on your job, that you're that you're maintaining a level of excellence. And then another thing I, I really noticed is that um, your level of excellence matched my level of excellence. So it made it, it made it easier for us for, to us to, for us to work together because you were like the MD and I was an engineer and it made it easy for us to work together because we both had us, we had a high level of excellence. Yeah. Yeah. That's important, um, man. Uh, uh, let, let's let's break that down on a business side. Um, many business relationships don't last because both parties don't understand their role, mm. right? And so, not just role, but um, I'll say it, this is an actual consulting term: level of effort. Level of effort. And so if, right, or no, if my level of effort is six and your level of effort is nine, right, it might work for a while, but at some point, there's going to be a breaking point. If you're at, and I'm at a six, right, or if I'm at a three, even worse, but if I'm at a six, which isn't like right there, but it's still a bit below, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a breaking point where that level of six nine is like a person at a nine is that one that would stay later like two hours to just recalibrate stuff and make sure everything's working or come an hour and a half early to double check that's the difference of that six to nine that six could get through it maybe mm-hmm. but th- there, there's just so much room for error and risk um and that's there's going to be a breaking point relationship so i think the statement that you made is the, is and I'm, i just keep bringing it back to the subject at hand which is console because consulting clients pick up on this stuff and so i'm saying all that to say you're you're giving a little bit of detail of your work ethic my work ethic and i'm bringing it back to your first question which is what did people see that made them want to do business with me they saw the things that you're saying 
Right. And so they said, oh, I know in their minds, this is someone who works in excellence. So let, let me ask them if they can help me with this other situation. Right. So I think sometimes uh, one, of, one, of my, one of my mentors said to me, you're always on an interview. Mm. Right. And what that statement basically means is when you're not interviewing and you're not turning in your resume, you're not trying to explain yourself to someone. People are watching you. And that interview is what you do in the, in the, in the seat that you're currently in now. Right. Like take doing your best with what you have now. Right. So I think all that's important, man, to um, to grow in um, any reputation in anything that's of service or product product or service have to have a certain amount of excellence to it in order to sustain, I think. So what what's your what's your what's your over the years? I'm pretty sure we've all had we have our own processes on how we do things. Um, What's your base model as far as your process is concerned? When you're when you're consulting with clients, you mean like the steps, or yeah, you mean the like steps, the, the, yeah. the working steps, or what yeah. do you mean? We say the base model. Base model meaning uh, that assess it, no matter what. I would say like things vary, but I think spending a significant amount of time in assessment, which ironically for me has been a um, which is the first step. And I'll talk about the other steps, but this is where you lose the most money if you don't spend enough time, where you lose clients if you don't spend enough time. You lose, and you lose time. You, <laughs> it, and, and your expectations are clear on both sides if you don't do enough in the assessment. And I say that because I've actually lost clients or I've lost potential clients that would not have been a fit for me because they were not patient enough to go through the process of assessment. They wanted to skip the assessment. I refuse to do it. I'm at the point now, I, I refuse to skip the process of adequate assessment. Um, and I lose some people. But what we've learned in our model is that you actually want to lose, as a consultant, you want to lose people because every client is actually not a good fit for you. Right. They don't have the same level of effort. They still, they don't have the same expectations. They don't have the same value for your work and your experience. Some are not going to value. So those that don't value are going to try to undercut uh, your process. It's like the guy that goes to the mechanic um, and tries to tell him, you know, well, it's the radiator. So well, if you were the mechanic, you would have, you would have, assessed that it was a radiator and fixed it but since i'm the minute with the with the credentials why don't you let me take a look and then i'll, I'll diagnose assess and tell you what it is versus mm -hmm. you coming to me and telling me fix the radiator before i even got the keys right you, know, you understand what i'm saying right. with that right so yeah assessment is is like first you i can't say enough about it um because assessment tells you who your client is um, how they operate, um, internal issues they might have between their operation, which I see, it, it, we're talking about church, so uh, usually is at a, a very high mark where there's internal um, a failure in um, a good workflow, a good working relationship or working operation within the church is usually uh, very bad. Communication structures are very weak, usually. Um, and then um, there's not a clear, usually not a clear paper trail, especially in media, of what has happened, right. when it started, 
uh, and about everything from equipment to staff to um, inventory uh, to um, their annual schedule, uh, annual uh, event or programmatic schedule or calendar. Budgeting. Budgeting. Um, all of those things. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, budgeting too. Because, like, think about it. If I can't give you, if, if let's say, if you're down in a console and and you were going to be the the consultant and I'm the client for for my organization, and I give you uh, an email or I put on on in your hand three years worth of events, which I have, taking back to twenty, you know, nineteen, and I and you you're looking at okay, this is over hundred fifty weeks of what we've done. Then I give you inventory over the last three years and you see, okay, here are the things that were purchased. Here are the things that they did have. Here's the things they got rid of. Right. And then I talk about the staff who we have three years ago to now. And then I talk, and then I give you their roles, responsibilities, right? See, I'm, I'm talking it right now and I give you all of those things. And then I talk about how, all of my major events, which might be twice a year, those went bad, but the other non-major events didn't go bad. All right. So I'm, I'm talking it through now where you, you're already assessing in your head. Right. Oh, they just needed a more experienced team for their big events. They really don't need us in their 52 weeks. They right. just don't know how to be like 5,000 plus seaters. Like that's not their experience. They can handle the little 500 people, 200. Mm-hmm. So they're just fumbling whenever they bring in a major artist. Oh, that's not hard. We'll, we'll just do a contract and we'll just do all major events. We'll solve that problem. Everybody's happy. It's not going to cost them a million dollars to do that. We're just going to build them for, for, for the major events. And we'll know that six months ahead because right. you'll see my calendar. Right. So I'm, I'm talking through this scenario so that you can understand the point that I'm making that if I can't give you that information, right. And say all the things that I just talked about. Mm-hmm. I have no history of what's going on. I just complain when we sit down and talk for three hours, how I can't stand the musician. I don't know (laughs) who the singer is. They're too loud. Um, I I don't know. I don't know how this board works. We got it 20 years ago. I don't know. I've been asking for money. They keep helping me. I want to go to convention and you feel like you're, you're, you're um, a, a psychologist. Because all I'm doing is venting, right? But you have no information to actually address, like what's going on, right? Right, and so all of that's assessment. I haven't even gotten to processing or right. development or right. the workload. I'm just assessment, and I think that that is the reason why the relationships that we end up on in the contract, like we have to. I don't want to say cut them off, but agreements that we wanted to be a six month agreement tend to be five years sometimes Mm -hmm. because they hold on to us to the point where they keep coming back, which is a good thing. Um, but it's, it's how, it's how we help them help themselves. Right. Right. In all those categories. Right. So assessment, and then I'll just move quick through the other assessment. And then after that, there should be some type of um, development of a plan, which is the second place where too many people skip. They just skip. They don't want to develop a plan. They just want, after you assess it, then Mm -hmm. you say, okay, this, we can do that. But all right, here's $20. Here's $2,000, right? Um, And you're like, well, we don't have a plan. 
a plant should have, you know, phases. It should have people. It should have milestones, right? You, you know what I mean? Right. I'm trying not to go too far into right. it, but right. without a plan, if you just start going into um, doing the work, right, with no plan, with no assessment, when you hit the roadblocks and come back, you're like, wait, we didn't know that. We only have 2,000 total. You're like, right. I thought you had 20,000, right. right? But there was no plan, right? It has no deadlines and calendar. Um, uh, and, and so there's got to be developing a plan. And the, the the work, um, and 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 you want to um, evaluate some type of evaluation, so you can say this is where we were, this is where we are. Um, right. I, I think the evaluation is important because even though you know you're you're a business, but um, they don't want to evaluate. And if you allow them not to evaluate, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Because I'll give you an example. Um, you're doing a website or you're helping them with a website because the Lord knows every, everyone has a website until you look <laughs> at it and it's really a digital flyer, but that's another, that's another conversation. Show. Right. But my digital flyers one Oh one. But anyway, <laughs> um, but the reason I said that is, <laughs> the reason I said that is because um, you're, you're, you're dissecting, you're helping them and you're, and really they're learning. They're like, oh, that's, yeah, that's what, yes, we should, we need that. So the more you do it, we need, yeah, add that, you know. But the reason I say assess is because you might be two, three months in and they're just happy. They're just riding the roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you don't say, okay, three months ago, we spent 10 hours doing this part. We spent 15 hours doing this other part. Then five, it's time to re-up. It's time to, because we have completed the work. I've planned. And so we right. go into a phase two agreement. So uh, that's why I say evaluation on your end to at least show them mm-hmm. in writing, this is where we, this is what we've done. These five things work, but actually these other things didn't work. Uh, part of it's because we didn't have enough money to solve that problem. So <laughs> we actually need to, to take a look. So I think that there's, there's, there has to be some type of evaluation and usually uh, on your end so that you're, you're, you're reporting or you're informing uh, of where you are in the process and, in trying to, trying to re um, decide with them or, or, or rediscuss some of the primary objectives moving forward because right. you'll be stuck in something working and not and not not uh, being appreciated for your time. Did you know that 177 million Americans listen to podcasts? You know, you can listen to podcasts anywhere. Most people listen to at least eight shows a week. So what does that mean for your church? Isn't the goal to reach more people with your message? You know, Tascam has been the choice of musicians, engineers, and broadcast professionals worldwide. And now... They enter the new age of the podcaster, where they once again combine affordability, portability, and sound quality in one elegant package with the Tascam Mixcast 4. Isn't it great to hear the roar of the crowd behind your voice at the tips of your fingers? The ease of use and the portability of this hardware unit where you can have four microphone inputs, Bluetooth, telephone, and computer input all at the reach of your fingers. So do yourself a favor and go to your local retailer or retailer online and get yourself a Tascam Mixcast 4 because the goal is to reach more people with your message. What what I've learned over time is is that 
you sometimes you just can't. Well, you can't look at the money. Like you, you can look at it, but don't make it. Don't make it the thing. Because the yeah, the if, only thing. The only thing. Yeah, the only thing. Because then you'll make hasty decisions. Because you, because you're just oh, trying yeah, to, because yes. you're just trying to get the bag. And I've, I yeah. fell into that hole, and and I and I would never repeat that again. And what I what I've learned is is that the word no <laughs> should be should be applied when necessary, because. There's sometimes when in, when churches want something that's outside of their scope, meaning that they don't know what they want. They have no idea what they want. Mm-hmm. If they've seen another church or need or need seen another church go mm-hmm. X, Y, Z and they can say, well, yep. we want to go X, Y, Z. I remember <laughs> I, 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 I met with a church and they wanted a new mixer. Right, so they wanted they wanted a new console okay. for this. They had a, they had an analog console. They wanted to go digital. They hit me up, and yeah. I got with a manufacturer, and I had the manufacturer send me a mixer to present to them. That were kind of in the ballpark. Of, I, I felt what they should where they should be. It was a great sounding console, and but their staff was amateuristic to say the least. So nice way of saying they don't know nothing. So, so, so I not experienced, not, not inexperienced. So I, I present the console and it was, I think it was like maybe 2,500 and, and they had me, they had me in, in the round. You know what I mean? They had you in the at the table with the with the board and yeah. the pastor and this and I and I've never oh. I've and I've never had to do that and I was yeah. like, huh? So I present the console and with I twenty five hundred bucks, twenty five hundred bucks, and they're going through the features, this and that, da, 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 da. <laughs> and then at the end of my presentation, right. someone raised their hand and said, "Well, we met with another um, gentleman, and <laughs> he presented a console that was." Six thousand dollars, and I was like, "Okay." He said, "Well, why didn't you present that?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, you don't really <laughs> need that. What you need is this." He said, "We want the best that money can buy." <laughs> so I was like, "So I'm basically saying, well, based on your team, the best that money can buy is going to put you right mm-hmm. back at square one because they don't know what they're doing." So I so I suggested I said well listen you have to put in the budget for staff right so so then my assessment was this I said well listen why don't you get this console that's twenty five hundred and pay for an engineer for three months and mm-hmm. have that engineer train your team mm-hmm. so this way yeah. you get the most out of the console as opposed to taking all of the money that you have spinning it on a console and then knowing that you got to pay me to come back and reset it. Because what I want to do is empower your team. So this way I'm not coming back for maintenance. Mm-hmm. I'm coming back just for training, expanding on the training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what they said? We want the best thing money can buy. So I, yeah, cause I want what I want because I, really 
Because it's not what you said. It's what it's 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 who they're competing with. It's not about you. It's about the competition. Right. Right. That's it. So we can say, look at what we got, which is ridiculous. But been in that meeting too many times. Right. And so I ended up ended up putting the Midas console in this church, and they ended up calling me back every two months and paying me. And you and you kept billing them. And I kept billing them, and I kept showing up. And every time I would show up. You know, it was worse and worse. You know, they would just you know, like disconnecting microphones and all. I mean, it was it was like a mess. After after a while, I basically said, "Well, listen, I can't I can't really help you anymore because um, I said, I'd love to take your check, but I really can't help you anymore because your team isn't working together and you're sabotaging yourself, and I can't fit mm-hmm. I can't fix sab- sabotage." Because they're looking at me like I'm the bad guy and I'm trying to help you. And the musician's looking at me like, I don't know what I'm talking about. And I don't understand what the problem is. So the the, the assessment was solid, but they just didn't follow instruction. Like, what do you do when you run into that? It's interesting you say that um, because I think that's something that we all face just in in different ways and different places, different sizes. Um, what I tend to do is, um, and it's, it's painful. I, I'm, I'm just being honest. It's painful, but I've learned to include the painful parts early in the game. That's what I try to do. If they allow me to do it. What do you explain that? Um, and one of the things that I do in my assessment is I include interviews with the different roles in my assessment. And then when I finish, then I read it to the leaders. So, for example, let's use your example. Um, the musicians um, argue a lot. We'll leave it at that. And we'll add something to that. Uh, the musicians, you know, they want the monitors to be louder. Uh, the drummer can't hear himself. I'm giving all the token ones. <laughs> drummer can't hear himself. Uh, keyboard player um, wants new stuff. Um the minister music and the engineer um, want to get into a boxing rink and they want us to pay tickets to, <laughs> so we can watch them fight. The, the engineer has never went to school in any way, shape or form. Um, the engineer, well, I shouldn't even call it, the, the person on the soundboard, I shouldn't even call them an engineer because it's not what they're not an engineer. They're volunteer volunteer that, you know, is a pastor's We'll leave that um, has been on the uh, board. And so they can't stand the minister music, but they have no training. Um, they have no understanding how the current console works. They won't have understanding of the $2,500 console and they won't have understanding of the 6000 Right. But all of that, because imagine me saying that. To everyone in that big boardroom, and I put it on, and I, you know, I had on a PowerPoint slap right in the middle of the screen, and I'm just pointing <laughs> at points, and I'm like, this is what your people said. Now, I don't go here. I'm not a member here. I haven't been here 10 years, but this is what they said. Can somebody here raise their hand and tell me if any of these are things on this PowerPoint is untrue? Right in the room, right? So I do all of that up front so that later down the road, when I get the money they can buy, I go back and I do it. It's painful. I pull back my report and I say, okay, when we met, 
I said, this is what the problem is. I said, your engineer needs training. Your musicians are on the same plays, et cetera. This, I made the recommendation to go with the 2,500, right? Um, so I helped them by helping them see that they're making a bad decision. So when they make that bad decision, then the second time around, they tend to make different decisions. Like, you know what? You did warn us. Now they're more open. I'm not saying it's solved at that point because hard-headed people are hard-headed people. That's just life. But they're more open, and I should say more trusting of my recommendation is mm -hmm. what I'm really saying. The second time around. Now, hopefully, that second time around isn't a twenty dollars to $30,000 loss or 50 plus. It might be a 5K, 3K. Right. I'm not good. I'm just giving perspectives. Um, I'm hoping that they didn't buy an entire system that is the best of the world, that maybe it's one component. And I said, okay, because I ended with, here's some recommendations of how we can best move forward. We'll take the bigger board, we'll, we'll do A, B, C, try to get you down the road. That's how I try to deal with it. But I try to cover myself in the beginning by the long assessment. The assessment is I talk to all the parties, I thought, what's going on that I don't know. I look at the gear, I look at the system, I ask the different parties, how is the communication structure going, which is really what you're talking about. Communication structure and experience, which is where most of the are failing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, all right, you want to pay for the experience through us? Or do you pay through experience by hiring somebody? Or do you want to pay through experience by long-term training and a little bit of us? Um, you know, that that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I give them the options to say, we can help you, but what we're not going to do is ignore what's wrong. Right. <laughs> like right. That's, the option that's not going to happen is right. us closing our ears to what the reality is. Right. We're going to talk about that from day one. So if you do something that's, you know, just competition for the guy down the street, then we'll know that's what you did and we'll know why and we'll know how you ignored my experience and expertise. And we'll ask, do you want to ignore that again? You know, because at that point, the money people, you know, they're not quiet the second time. This, they right, might not right. be quiet the first time, but the second <laughs> right, time, they're right, like, right, oh, right. No, we're not going to waste this money again, right? And the first time, everybody's <laughs> quiet. And then, you know, just the main people. That's the yeah, truth. But the second time? Oh, that's no, no. The it, truth. That's it gets the real truth. vocal the second yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah. you see that, that right? That, that, them trustees come on. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> The trustees come right out. We, oh no, we're not doing pa that, Pastor. I respect you. Right, that's you start out by saying I respect you. <laughs> that's when you know you probably start closing up your folder. And at that point, it's going, to, it's, it's going to get real interesting, Pastor. I respect Close you. Close up the folder, Doc. I, Pastor. I respect <laughs> you, but what this young man is saying, <laughs> that's always the line. Young man, I Duh. respect you. How many times have you heard it in your life? Really? Oh, Come on, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. It's, it's, it's the nature of it because consultation it, it really if you're not a great listener or, or 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 if you don't know how to document well or if you don't have someone on your team. If you're not good at it, if you don't write, if you, you know, some people don't like documenting and that's all right. You need to have someone on your team. Even if you take a recorder in the rooms mm -hmm. and just record the whole conversation and have your assistant later to like take notes. But if you can't document well for your own sake, you, this is not the area you, you want to nap in because forget stuff easily, especially when it's a 
money and decisions. Right. I don't remember you telling me that. You know, all that stuff. That I do presentations, reports, emails, and they go to everybody. Right. There's no gray area. Everyone gets the same information. No. Um, yes. You know, I'll take I'll take loads of pictures. I'll have video in the middle of a conversation. You know, I'll pull out my phone or my camera, whatever it is, and it's okay. So this is for this mm-hmm. plugs to this. This goes to here. So why do you have that? What's your reasons? Why you know I have because I know yes. how I t- how I how I ingest information. I'm not going to remember everything, so I'm mm-hmm. going to pull out my phone. No, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have a conversation while I'm documenting what I'm looking at, so this way I can better assess you. Mm-hmm. And then when I when I when I respond with the written document, it's exactly what we talked about and the markers. And I, I learned that I learned that the phase thing from you, like the, doing things in phases. Because, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, it it, it 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 keeps first of all it keeps people accountable and keeps them on track. And then secondly, it shows them what the expectation is on both from, from yes. both parties. And, and it, from both ends, because the reality is you can't give. Well, you can, but I wouldn't recommend that you give someone fifty thousand dollars worth of work. Just because they only have twenty, really, you just help them understand. Okay, you don't have fifty thousand. So why don't we do fifteen or sixteen thousand dollars worth of work, and let's revisit, you know, in 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 three six months. Right. And I've had so many clients to come back to me and say, "All right, we have some more money now." While we're in that first phase, and so for both of it, it works with because they're winning along the way, so they feel like something's happening. But then they know that there's more. So yeah, you're right. And, and plus, you don't want to scare people because I used to I used to scare people with the large numbers, and they're just like, "All right, we'll call you back," and they don't. <laughs> so I just break it down. <laughs> I learned that too. From even you. for me, I don't even <laughs> do all that work. Actually, you know, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and how do I say this one? Uh, I'm gonna give one example. Um, I'll just say this is a multicultural church and relationship. The, the, the brother, um, this individual, uh, in this multicultural church, um, built a relationship with me outside of the church. He saw me in my element in, in the city, in a non-church environment doing excellent work. And he admired the work that we did outside of church. Cause you know, we do business differently in and out of church. That's another show, but I'll leave. <laughs> yeah, uh, but outside is where we, <laughs> where we build a relationship outside the church. So he invited me to his church. So I came, but he was a leader at his church. Mm. I'm, I'm saying I'll say that it probably was the first time I was at a true loss for words. Usually I'll fumble my way if, I, if something kind of catches me off guard. But I was at a loss of words this time. Um, the long story short is this multicultural church didn't believe in um, getting a, a, a loan from a bank. They didn't believe in that. So these people fundraised from the members a quarter of a million dollars, a quarter of a million dollars for a board, not a system, like a board and some accessories, <laughs> only to find out Hold on, wait that. You know, their staff couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost for I've never been like at a loss. I heard this story. I wanted to cry, and it didn't even affect me at all. But 
these people, and they weren't a large church. That's what made me actually upset. Um, they weren't that large. I mean, they're, I think, you know, around a thousand members, a little, that's not a large church. Right. Um, and they raised that type of money only to get part of what they needed. And trust me, they needed a lot more because they have, you know, a lot of instruments and, you know, they, they need more. Um, but this company that's not even in town came from out of town, told them what they wanted to hear about the best and greatest, like what you're talking about, sold the guy in a small committee. They signed off on it. Company wouldn't even answer the phone to come and, 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 and do basic servicing. They did like two or three trainings like literally two days and, uh, and we're gone. And it just, it was, man, I'm, I'm talking about at a loss. I was at a wow. loss at that point because that's the first time where a number in that range of money was lost and they actually don't know how to use it at all. Uh, and they're all volunteers and I'm in that confusion everywhere. And I just, I was at a loss. I really was at a loss. Um, because after I explained to him why they're having, because they didn't understand why they're having my problem. And I tried to explain, I said, have you talked to your volunteers? And said, we talked to them all the time. You know, we love John and you know, all that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I said, do you know that John doesn't understand what an ox, what an auxiliary is or a, a bus? Did, did you, did you know, or do you know what that is? Like I, right. for my non-engineers, uh, Basically, it's a it's a simple a simple. It's um, called routing. It's basic first year training. Basic uh, engineering one on one routing. One on one entry level freshmen in college should know. Yeah, none of them signal could even find where to make the changes. Yes, basic. All right, so I'm not talking about anything advanced. I just don't want to lose anyone who's. Um, my point is. Um, and they had a team of like seven volunteers and they're showing up at six in the morning. And I mean, it, it's long words. By the time I was unpeeled the, the layers of the problem, it was, I was really at a loss. Um, that, and I'm saying that to say that it's not, cause I know some people are thinking this is a small church problem, or a small budget problem. It is not lack of information, lack of communication will lose money. If it's 2000 or if it's a quarter of a million, it doesn't matter. So that, that, I think, spoke volumes to me to not think a certain way when I walk into a room of people who might have 200 members in their church right. and have a limited budget. Right. They're not the only ones that get taken for a ride for this, the, the smaller amounts of money that they have. With large amounts, larger to lose, have lost as well because yeah. they didn't know, because they didn't take the time. You know, to assess and to um, to bring to, to to bring the right people to the table before they made a major decision. Right, right. I think we both um, consulted churches that I, I I'm pretty sure you you've been amazed with a church that it was a small it's a small church, but advanced technology, great staff, teams. They got great technology they know how to use it they know how to use it effectively um yeah training, and it, training we'll small church small church under 500 members staff banging volunteers banging everything's 
they have they'll have more technology, and then you go to a huge church, like with twenty five hundred people, and everything's antiquated, and they don't understand why it sounds like X Y Z, and this small church down the street is running rings around them because they've invested in their team. <laughs> and they're, they're people. Right. They've invested. They've sent them yeah. to, to conferences. They've they brought in trainers. They've they've consulted the right people. Um they have the mm-hmm. right staff. They have the right they, they they cultivate their volunteers. They put their volunteers in places to, to succeed, not because they're a warm body. You know, they do it the right way. They appreciate who they are. They're, and, and, and on top of that, they appreciate their team members. And then you go to some larger churches and they can't, that's a whole other story. They can't, they can't buy a volunteer <laughs> for 50 Yeah, it's cents. a revolving door. And, and they don't care because people keep going. But the reality is it doesn't matter after a 10-year period. It keeps someone for months right. out of a 10 year period. It keeps rotating. You don't have sustainability. And that's how things fall through the cracks because as a, and there's no trail of it. There's no trail of when we're wrong so that it recycles itself over and over. But I've seen the same, right. I've seen medium size and small that just take care of um, that have a well-oiled machine. I've seen, pa- I know the pastor and I am not exaggerating. He does not have more than a hundred members. And the little that he has, the right lighting, the right sound. It's not a lot. Just just enough lighting, just enough sound, right? Just enough camera, right? To look really together. I mean, and they people call him all over the country. People with huge budgets and ask, "What is he doing? How does and how does he do that?" Right. Um. It, and it's. Yeah, what is he doing? He has no experts, volunteers here, volunteers there. But it, it speaks to what you're saying. It just depends on what you do with what you have. Right. And if you value ex- experience, like if, if people are experienced, if you simply just open your ears and listen and mm-hmm. do what they say, um, you, you usually will end up okay without killing the, right. the budget. It's right. not always about budget. Right. Right. It's not always about budget. So we're going to leave it right there. Hope you guys got something from this. Um, if I had to repeat the first thing that my brother said, it's, it's called a, a assessment. Make sure you yeah. spend the bulk of your time in assessment because that's where you get the bulk of the information. The bulk of the information and that will, that will yep. lead you um the inf- information is everything. Information is everything. And the, and the more you have of it, the more you can make a solid decision. Understand your process. Um, put a process in, you know, in motion in, in, inside of your, your packaging. Um, communicate well. Interview everyone. I think I heard you say that. Interview everyone that's going to be involved with the process. All the roles. All the roles. All the- and make sure yes. that everyone gets the same information. Mm-hmm. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages. Before we get out of here, you know what we do. 30 seconds and going with my brother Josh Head. So we got five questions for you, my brother. All right. Question number one. What was the first concert <laughs> you ever attended? 
Man. Biggie Smalls, Puffy, Total, Craig Mack, Mary okay. J. Blige. Bad boy. Parents, parents didn't allow me to go. I wasn't even allowed to go. <laughs> and I went with uh, school night with my boy. But yeah. Question. It was, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's so I had to be like 97, 98, something like that. Yeah, yeah, bad boy. The first big, big concert. First big concert. Okay. Question number two: yeah. What was your favorite cereal as a child? I think it was. I think it was Fruity Loops. Fruity Loops. I, Question number. I think so. <laughs> you're not sure. Question number three: What is your biggest pet peeve? I don't know. People, people backing off of the word, man. I don't know. Uh, yeah, people not going through with the word. It that that gets me a little bit. It gets me. Question number four: Favorite Old Testament prophet? Oh, um, definitely, um. Moses. Moses. Okay. Question number five. And, 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 and let, let me let me elaborate just a little bit, a little bit, because Moses in his earlier years was not a prophet. But in his in his later years, and how the burning bush experience, how it transformed him, and how he became a prophet and brought the word to the people later, and how he was imperfect. So that's why I need to say because I'm sure some scholars what prophet what. <laughs> did he deliver a word from the Lord to the people? Yes or no? Yes, he did multiple times. Did Amen. nobody? Did. Amen. Yeah, so Amen. Again. Don't don't tell. All right. I'm so, just saying. I, I read the book. Don't read the don't, book. don't try to get. I didn't get that. <laughs> read the book. Commandments. Saw, read the book and saw the movie. So. <laughs> question, <laughs> question number five. If you had five dinner guests that you would love to love to have 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 as a guest, dead or alive, what would the five be? Oh man! Obama, Warren Buffett, um, Oscar Peterson. David, the Bible, and George Washington Carver. Mm, interesting. That's an eclectic table. That's an eclectic table. That's an eclectic table. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages. I want to thank my brother Josh here for joining us here on episode number 110. Make sure you subscribe, like, review. And we're going to say like we always said. Keep God first in everything you do. Oh, before we get out of here, my brother, tell us about the EMA thing, man. Tell us about it. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Please, tell the good people. Uh, yeah, I was so focused on the um, EMA. Okay. Oh, think in terms of anyone who is under age of 25, um, and that's as low as elementary school, college. Um, and they want to learn about careers. They want to learn about how to be an engineer. They want to learn about the 53 ways to make money from music. They want to be a performer. 
they want to be able to serve music. EMA is the organization that trains people in those areas. We have we are a team of professionals from engineering to production to minister music to touring musicians to vocalists, and we train people. And uh, we do that now in more than one location. We do that in Hampton, Virginia. We do that in Chicago. And uh, we also do that um, on, out in the DMV area as well. So um, that is EMA. Uh, and it started from very, very simple, where I shared some office space with a few of my brothers, uh, including Brother Prentice. And we um, thought, okay, what would I do if I were going to pass down what I knew from being minister music to a, a younger person? It started with that in about eight students. So that's growing. We, we average about 500 a year that we reach. Amazing. So how, how can they contact you? Very simple. Um, www.emamusiclessons, like every Mary Apple, emamusiclessons.com is our web, website. You can sign up. You can find out what we're doing. Phone number is simple, 888-535-3865. That's 888-535-3865. There you have it. If you are that person who are interested in learning and taking your knowledge to the next level, make sure you hit them up on their website. And we're going to say it like we always say it. Keep God first in everything you do. And we see you next time on the Church Sound Podcast. Good stuff, man. I tell you, like I said, we go all night on all that stuff, man. Ah, uh, yeah. Crazy. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Too crazy. But that's cool. It's-